Hey world. Hello. Collective. Hello, hello, hello. It's Lisa Clapper. This is the Yay Show. I am back. I was about to do this thing where I specifically um, voice message a friend or two about what is like blowing my mind at the moment. And I was about to do that. And I was gonna specifically uh, do it for Jess and for Jamie and for Brenda and maybe right back to Denise where I started my day. And I thought to myself, cause right now Sonia Renee Taylor is blowing my mind in all the wildest ways again. And I'm listening to her talk to Dan Harris of 10% Happier. And if you've ever listened to me on this podcast, I've talked about 10% Happier like so many times that it's crazy, but it is the main way I do insight-based meditation with the teachers on that app and other ways, including just samples. And I jumped into that app and I was looking for something to listen to, to get myself in the mood, in the state to look at Jess's copy for her website. And I will not use last names, so at least I can be confidential in that sense. And I was, but then I got so involved in this podcast, the hummingbird that is right here. Oh, you have to stop. And if you've ever listened to me talk, you know that I will stop in the middle of everything and actually pay attention to what's going on in the world. And that is part of the awesome. That is part of dismantling everything and being where you are, which you're going to think this makes no sense. Or you're going to go, I think this makes sense. And I just had Emily pop into my head. So Em, like I was thinking about how you talked about, and this also comes out in my writing. This is also for Andrea and all my, all the ladies that I write with, the women identifying people born into female bodies who I write with, that I, we all have a depth and a humor and a flow and a connection and we are all connected and we are all made of the same stuff. And that's part of what Sonia Renee Taylor is talking about. the point of that I'm not exactly sure so there is no actual theme to this the real thing the real reason I'm doing this right now is because Sonia said something that really struck me about practice and about putting a thing in the world and she talks about many things but she she talks about radical self-love and I can come back and give you some more details about that. If you've never listened to her or read any of her books, The Body is Not an Apology. The Body is Not an Apology. And what Sonia Renee Taylor talks about is that we came, we came in, we started with radical self-love and that it's inherent. That this idea of worthiness, enoughness, and divineness or divinity coming from source is... and the joy and celebration of being inside our beings and each other and our bodies and our beings and our bodies and like she said toddlers are in love with themselves and each other they don't go oh 
this makes me look sad, right? So what her idea about divinity is that life keeps wanting to manifest through itself, through me and the things around you. And what the felt experience of magnificence and unfathomable beauty is in the world, can I sense my connection to that? And I'll tell you right now, I can sense my connection to that because I just got goosebumps saying that to you. Whoever you are, my people, our people, I got goosebumps saying that to you. I can sense my connection to that. I can sense that if I'm standing by my favorite unnamed tree, <laughs> I'm a geomantic empath. I like that it has mantic in it because it sounds like romantic and the geo. And, you know, I have a tree that looks like several things that I can see from here. But if you all, and I have not yet met somebody who can you know, run with this reference with me, but if you ever watched H.R. Puffin stuff in whatever that was, the 60s and the 70s, um, there was a witch. Mm, crone. I'm thinking about you, Wendy. Crone. Maiden. Mother? Mother, maiden, crone. Anyway, witchy poo. This tree looks like witchy poo. And witchy poo's a crone. And we all. I'm a crone. I'm definitely not a maiden. And I'm not a mother. And I am 57 years old and I am born into a female body, cisgender woman. I'm on, I'm just gonna tell you, Krista Tippett at the end of her podcast says that on being is made or created on Dakota land. And I sit here at the intersection of what is Southern Pomo, Coast Miwok, was now the Great and Rancheria. And this land is not my land. This land isn't your land. And I wrote a poem the other day, maybe even yesterday, that talked about, I mean, how can you have a no trespassing sign when this was never our land to begin with? And if you are, <laughs> you're gonna laugh because I saw an episode of Outlander where they were in the new world and the, you know, the guy from Germany or wherever he was from was got all like up in arms and probably shot a person who was an indigenous person of one of the nations. And I don't know what state this was in. I don't know. Virginia, North Carolina, one of those states. And because they were drinking from the water, letting their horse drink from the water, and he was trying to claim that that creek, that river was his. And that's, you know, that's something that has been imposed upon us. And it's been imposed upon our, you know, beings, our psychics, our psyches. That's part of that ladder that uh, Sonia Renee Taylor talks about, the ladder. And I may have talked about this before, but I may have just listened to it and not talked about it, but the ladder of bodily hierarchy that we all have in our minds that tells us where we live on that ladder and keeps telling us that in order to ascend that ladder that we have to ascend the ladder and become a higher version of what society thinks is um, the most like the betterest body i 
saying that because it's not it's not actually true and so the latter says what keeps oppression in place it's a social construct all of this is a social construct construct and the dots i'm connecting which i may connect later are all over the place and i don't mean they're all over the place and that they make don't make sense is that the dots are everywhere to be connected if, if you're paying attention and one of the things I do is I'm like whoa like that and that and that and that but she's like all the isms and the obias are about this idea of body bodily hierarchy and racism homophobia sexism it's like all about whose bodies are deemed more valuable by this friggin society in which we live and in particular I'm talking from what is called the United States of America where you know that's like yeah and even like thinking about like the hierarchy of believing that my body that I have some sort of sovereignty that means that I don't have to care about other people and that I would not put on a mask and that I just run around the world and be unvaccinated I would not get vaccinated or have a mask and and I I will tell you I believe I'm vaccinated and when people tell me that I need to wear masks again I wear masks again and it's um in case you're wondering it is today is August 13th when I put that out there I'm not sure it will be August 13th Friday the 13th 2021 and oh, I sure was hoping that we wouldn't still be talking about covid and we're deep in a delta variant situation where it's hospitalizing unvaccinated people and vaccinated people are getting it too at much lower rates but they're getting it and we it's running rampant in all kinds of places in this particular country I'm not going to tell you where you can look at a map you can look all this information is there for you this is not about that so um but it is another example of how um you know you think you're going to like that to be some idea of an individual and independent is to not think about other people. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me because we are a collective and we are made from the same things. So, I here's why I will come back to some other things also. I'm going to name one name today cuz I met someone named Laurel. Well, I met Laurel just now. Remet her and I remembered her name. So I was connecting dots um I met someone named Laurel Lauren Campbell and Lauren Kim I know another Lauren Campbell and this Lauren Campbell is a male a man identifying human and I have a friend whose wedding I went to in Barcelona whose name is Laurel Campbell who is not the same Laurel Campbell or maybe they are the same Laurel Campbell I know that one Laurel Campbell with a uh, Joan her now husband that they spent a very important night in the house the Casa de Si or the uh house that we now live in full time and now they're married and have two kids so you know, I'm not going to take credit for that but I'm just saying it's a pretty special place it's a place that has a lot of spirit and certainly a lot of yay so Laurel is my neighbor talked to her Lauren Campbell. I didn't talk to one Lauren Campbell, but I did talk to another Lauren Campbell and to both Lauren Campbell who I just met today and Sonia Renee Taylor who I have not yet met. 
is uh, talked about the source. And I really dug both of them talking about like just yeah. And I was like, it came up twice in one day. Can we drop into that source and kind of sense my connection to source and feel the connection to that? And that's what she's talking about, the inherent divinity, the radical self-love of all of that. And if honestly, just listen to the 10% podcast, if that's your thing, read her book, if that's your thing, listen to her. She talked to Prentice Hemphill on Finding Our Way, season one. That's another podcast. Um, she's available in many forms and places and so many things to learn and uh, I don't want to get into all the different things that she talked about because the thing that just struck me and the reason I was I was about to tell some other well actually there are other things I was going to tell other folks about I was going to tell Berhenda that she Sonia said that she previously was where did she say it she was a full-time performance poet how about that anyway she said when that that line when she said there is nothing to apologize to for to her friend and she said the body is not an apology she just started writing and every time she said it it made something new and she talked about it coming through her a full-time performance poet so I wanted to tell Brenda that we need we need we're going to have Sonia in some way connected with the collective yeship that we're creating for black women poets which is a a supportive residency it's a supportive seasonal residency it's a supportive um, it's a support circle of people and tools and what you need while you're here to be able to write as a poet. It's a supportive circle to help you feel free enough that you can come out here and not worry about it. It's a supportive circle of people between the four times a year, seasonal, four days a year. So it's 16 days. It's four days. A I'm not here to explain it to you, but it's it's a seasonal four women. This is what's the first four women, four days, four times a year, and then we're gonna give them a support circle so that they can get their work published and be able to perform it and get coached or guided or edited, published all those rad radical things. And we're gonna work with. I think there's it's called. It's a UK publisher that has reached out to me on Instagram and they're called, the, they're called Master House Publishing and they specifically publish the works of um, folks who don't get published as much, women, people of color, um, marginalized folks. And so we're going to work with them and I'm saying it this way to manifest it, to make it happen. And there can be other incarnations of this too. So she was a full-time performance poet. That's pretty radical. I'm not a full-time performance poet, but I definitely do some performance poetry. And maybe even the Yay Show was always its own version of extemporaneous performance poetry of me connecting my own dots. So that was one thing I wanted to say. The second thing I wanted to say 
was that, and the reason this is a yay show is that Sonia just said, she talks about a, in the tool belt, it's contextually, you need some context, this context can be important, and I'm just trying to look at my pages, I'm already up to like six or seven pages of notes, oh, thinking, doing, and being in the, and thinking is about being conscious of something, right, of course, you know, and becoming aware of where you've been and the thoughts that are governing that, and doing, what did she say, thinking, doing, and being, and doing is, well, doing a different thing when that thing happens, and I mean, there's such a connection to mindfulness as she's talking to Dan about this. This idea that noticing the thought and interrupting it and like like trying to figure out where, well, she's like, where does that thought come from? This is like society plants these thoughts about like if your genes don't fit and you're socialized as a female. I love how she talks about being socialized as a female. Then you, you immediately, you're the first line of salt and your body is the first line of salt. Often for many people, that's what society teaches us. That, that maybe if our genes don't fit, maybe people aren't making genes that fit my body type. There's nothing wrong with me inherently. So with the ways that we're conditioned, all these ways, weight's an example that we are conditioned to think that the way we show up in our bodies is not enough and that we're not enough. And that's part of what radical self-love is about, is practicing ways of letting go of that. And that thought doesn't come from us. That thought is not us. That thought was planted there. That thought is society. That thought is the system. And the idea of noticing the thought and interrupting it, and then what's a new story that you can tell yourself? What, what are new options that you have? The idea that you can pick a different option is agency. The idea is sovereignty, that I can create a new way of being, and that I actually um, doing and trying and practicing over and over again and she's going to connect those dots to isms and obias i love that isms and obias and disrupting that thought and she talked about another thing i'm gonna get back to the thing i wanted to say and then i'll talk about more things later she's like noticing all the places these messages come in these these noticing that the places that as you're on a path, right? She's like, the path of radical self-love is not linear and neither is it easy. And I'm going to give you the thought inside. The thought was where she talked about like how doing this work is uncomfortable. And she's like, well, you know, being in fear and shame and trauma and an oppression-based way of being and being disconnected from you know, your body and being disconnected from source and being disconnected from the inherent radical self-love that is inside of all of us is in itself uncomfortable. So she's like, why not be uncomfortable in service of your own growth and liberation? How about that? And the ladder, remember that ladder I told you about that she told me about that I didn't invent, but the ladder of bodily hierarchy is not real. It's an illusion. 
And so she's like, through these practices and through the toolkit, the tool belt, all the things that she's talking about with the tools, we can turn down the volume. We can turn down the volume. And knowing that it's not us, that it's the system, that voice is not ours. And like, be able to make the distinction between those thoughts that come in. And this is where like, I mean, that have you know, in the type of meditation I practice and like, we are not our thoughts, right? We are like, I didn't conjure up that thought. I can't go, I want this thought right now. Like, I don't have control over that. So those thoughts, to be able to watch those thoughts, be conscious of them, have some kind of pause, have some kind of awareness and consciousness, and then to be able to disrupt an unskillful story that we tell or an unskillful behavior or something that's not serving us or other people that's the constant continual practice of beginning and I think uh, I'm going to connect it to Sharon Salzberg who I listened so I was listening to Sharon Salzberg on a walk yesterday on being with Krista Tippett and this was from November, I think, of 2020 or October 2020 when they recorded it. And Sharon was talking about, like, it's the coming back. It's the beginning again. It's the awareness that is truly, like, that's what it is. That's what it's all about. It's the againing and againing. It's the beginning of it. It's the beginning again. And, you know, I've probably written a thousand things about that and talked a thousand times about that. And, you know, it is like, it's like just the waking up again and again. Waking up and saying, yay! First you gotta wake up, right? So, um, both Sharon and Sonia, and you know, there's probably, there's a re, it's so interesting because I just, just so dig that Dan is talking to Sonia Renee Taylor, Dan, this cisgender white guy who like, you know, dealt with anxiety and that's how he somehow became a meditation practitioner and started this company and this app. And I'm such um, a believer in the benefits of it. And I really like, take the podcast and the people he talks to and you know not every part of everybody and everything is going to be for me or for you and I've heard someone describe that at a I think it was Tara Kristoff she's not the first one but at a women on purpose little conference thing I went to and and I don't mean to dismiss that I'm going to back up and say it wasn't a little conference thing it was a really fucking powerful set of women who are kicking ass in the world um on anything from equity to coaching to marketing. And these were some amazing women that she brought together. And <laughs> I wanted to re see, I stopped in the middle and I retold that story because I felt like I was diminishing it because there's empathy and there's an empath component and there's a divine feminine component of that. And I was just apologizing for that or diminishing it. So I am, I just undiminished it and told you it was like it kicked ass. And while I was doing that, I lost my train of thought about why I was even telling you about that. I really was, but it's pretty awesome. And it's how I, uh, anyway, I was there because of Berhenda. So it was pretty radical in itself. And I don't know, I don't know what exactly 
the point of that was. Sharon Salzberg on a different podcast. Sonia Renee Taylor on the podcast I'm currently interrupting to talk to you. Interrupting my listening <laughs> to tell you what I think, which is what I used to do all the time. I'm like, so so currently I'm gonna interrupt this thought to tell you that, like, you know, I've been doing a lot of poetry. I'm a poet. And a lot of times that's a medium where my voice is coming out now and a voice where I also say that out loud in different forms with people. And I write with people and I write a concert and I write my own thing and they write their own thing and then we share with each other and we reflect and it's just, as one of the ladies says, as Liz says, it's church. It is. It's divine. The divinity of women writing in their own radical voices. Uh, so, but this Yesha thing is a thing I do too. And sharing how I make sense of the world is part of my doing. And showing what, how I can learn from Lauren and Laurel and Sonia talking to Dan and Sharon talking to Krista and me talking to Denise and Denise talking to me and um, the people I've met at bars in the last couple of weeks who have already changed my lives and Cindy and bringing that energy back into the world is something I'm supposed to do and I need to do it with my voice and so I'm back doing that with you in a broader way and I will figure out how to get that out there in the world again. Well, meaning I could put it out there, but I will figure out um, what the best way to tell people. But one of the women I learned from at that conference, Jennifer Covington, and she, one of the things she said was marketing is just about like figuring out where do you shine the brightest and who your people are and either going where they're gathered or calling them to you. And like doing, like, she's like, where do you like to play already? (gasps) Where do you like to play already? And that's not why I was going to say this, but I like to play with my voice. I like to play making colorful notes and referring back to them. I like to play on the fly. I like to play in nature. I like to play um, while not knowing the very next thing I'm going to say is part of how I like to play as a full-time performance poet. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Maybe a podcaster, a performance poet, a storyteller, all these things. I am making art with my voice right now because of the art I heard with my ears from other people's voices talking to other people. So it's a conversational art. Conversation is uh, a vibration. It's one of the vibrations that I elevate at people. So the point of that story is this is why I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back in a super yayful way. And what what Sonia said that made me make this yay show, and maybe I'll just stop here and make it just about that, is she said that she realized that her, that her radical self-love was a refrigerator magnet and that the, the world was a refrigerator and that putting a thing into the world 
And having that responsibility to do that is reaffirming her own ability to live into her own practice of radical self-love. So putting it out in the world calls her back into her own practice and realigns herself with her own radical self-love. Putting this podcast out in the world, talking out loud, having a conversation with myself, realigns my own radical self-love whether or not anyone listens to it. It does. And I'm glad I'm back. And I know you're glad I'm back too. And yeah, it just feels really awesome. So I will, yeah, I'll be back soon. I don't know exactly what my discipline is, but I have refound my delight, Andrea. And I stopped in the, stopping in the middle of something and the unfathomable beauty of the mind and the body is what is bringing me back to my own beauty of my body and my source this is a source this is my source this is source material this is source 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 replenishment of the light i shine brightest this is one of the places where I shine bright. So thank you for the question, Jennifer Covington, a few weeks ago. And thank you for all the variety of the impetuses who got me to this point here. But ultimately, I'm the doing, right? So I'm seeing, I'm doing, I'm being. And I am the only person who can do this particular thing in my own particular way. And you are that too with your own particular things in your own particular So uh, I'll wrap that up to say that. Thank you. And I'm still searching for a close um, because I no longer say a word I used to say, which was a not very um, sacred treatment of the word namaste. And I'm still searching for a way to end because I think the last podcast I did was about that very thing. So how do you end a thing when you haven't figured out how to end it? Um, Just say yay. Yay on, yay on, yay on. Yes. So I, I am... Breathing into the pause the gift and yeah I also heard I'm gonna give you one last this is the Lisa Clapper patented Yesho Coda the little extra I was listening to Terry Gross interview Neil Conan who was a um, a NPR correspondent producer journalist I don't know what they call themselves but he was on NPR for a long time and he, she interviewed him in 2002. And when he left NPR to go become a minor league baseball play-by-play announcer. And sadly, he died on Tuesday of brain cancer. But she's replaying, as you can hear, it comes with flight, some kind of message there. Definitely an old-fashioned plane like a museum airplane going overhead. But he was talking about when you do play to play, play by play. Well, he's like, when you do radio, 
and I think this is what you think about like this podcast. And I can't even believe I'm already at 31 minutes. Wow. Classic Lisa. I was going to talk for a couple of minutes. But he said when you do radio, Neil Conan talking to Terry Gross, you, it's like you really think about like you're having a one-on-one conversation with someone because most people listen to the radio or a baseball game or a podcast. That's interesting, right? Do you ever listen to a podcast with other people? I mean, most of this is sort of a solo art, a solo act, a solo like input type of thing. So he's like, you really think about having a one-on-one conversation with somebody. And he talked about in particular, (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm thinking about where I'm going, a one-on-one conversation. He talked about doing play-by-play for like minor league. And he's like, nobody's at the game. And you do it alone. You don't have a sidekick. You don't have a second person doing doing the color commentary while you're doing the plays. And you don't have a person to, you know, ham and egg it with, to go back and forth with. You don't have that. So you have to, like, fill the spaces. And then he was talking about it's kind of like an accordion. It's like a titration. It's like sometimes baseball is like interminable and nothing is happening and it's really slow and then sometimes things go really fast and you have to report them you're like oh my god it's like a double play ah, da, 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 da. and then nothing happens forever and you have to fill the time and then when something happens you come back to the story you were telling or you don't and that's exactly like the yay show and he was saying like at first he had to learn how to do that because there was no other person to talk to and he said like even when he was covering some of the things on the radio you could go and terry what do you think of that (laughs) but you know if he's by himself doing minor league baseball and no one's listening someone's listening someone's always listening but there aren't too many people listening and he doesn't have a person with him in the booth it's all him and so at least in this particular moment that's my version of how I do a podcast and so I can I'm having a conversation with you and you're here having a conversation with me even if I can't technically see you I know you, and I know that you have some really interesting things to say about it, and I can't wait to talk to you about it soon. So, this is Lisa Clapper. This is the A Show. I'm still thinking. This is me pausing. I'm still thinking of a way to close this thing. Still thinking. Yay on. I'll just say yay on. I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Yay on. Be safe. Be brave. Find your connection back to source. Think. Do be. Conscious. Constant. Nonlinear. Path. Of practice. Sonia Renee Taylor kicks ass. <laughs> refrigerator magnet, refrigerator, so much more. She just lit my voice back out into the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you.